Muslims have, uh, have seen what he is doing, and they are supporting him. So they're not warring against him because they're grateful for what he's doing for their families, and he's educating their kids. And do you know what else is happening then? Some of them are coming to Jesus. So it's really wonderful what's happening in Southern. And you know what happened in the northern part, in Gulu. It was a hospital, and they had no water. Think of me and technology, think Amish. That kind of <laughs> is where I land. So to have a CJ around is a huge gift for us. So a priestly Because when the announcement finally comes, you remember the reaction. He's in the temple. They, they go to serve and to burn incense maybe one time in their lifetime. It comes by lot, and there are thousands of priests in Israel at this time. And so their chances of doing this are slim. And so it was a high privilege for Zachariah to be doing what he's doing. And so he's in the temple, and an angel shows up. And this is not your Sunday school Christmas program variety angel. When an angel shows up, people don't say, hey, wow, cool. They say, whoa, typically, which is what he did. He was afraid. Angels get used to saying, do not be afraid. <laughs> That's their first response, usually, because people are afraid because they're not four feet tall. They may be eight feet tall. And I don't know what their voice sounds like, but we try to make it sound like this microphone, whatever it is, it, it can frighten people. So they have to say, don't be afraid, it's okay. And 
perfect to a visit, but John Hagel, it's our visit. There are two of them that we know about. Two of them are names. What are they? Who are they? Michael and Gabriel. Right. Michael and Gabriel. And this time Gabriel is sent. And he says, your prayers have been answered. So they haven't prayed. I don't know if they've been praying lately, but they've been praying. Your prayers have been answered. This is good news. And it's going to be not your normal boy. He's going to be great before the Lord, and he'll bring revival. He'll bring many sons of Israel to the Lord, and he'll minister in the, in the Elijah context. And we knew what Elijah was. He was a fiery man. And so this is going to be some boy. And we want Zechariah, this old man, to say,
<laughs> so she's in seclusion, and he's got a nine-month timeout. There's a pretty quiet place in the house. <laughs> Not a lot of talking. He's pointing three spouts of mustard. He can't say it, so he points to it. And she is just pondering the greatness of God. Then Gabriel, who had seen the old priest, comes about seven miles north northwest to a place called Nazareth. Not a good reputation. To a younger among the old the old lady, the 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 pain lifts when she has a child. To this girl, that's when the pain begins. Because she's not going to have a husband. Because God has a different plan for her. And the angel shows up, same angel, Gabriel, and tells her, Blessed are you, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And it tells her about this one that she's going to bear. And she says how, but it's not because of skepticism. She's saying, how are you going to do this? I don't know how it's going to happen. And the angel says, the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you. And the power from on high will overshadow you. Therefore, the one born to you will be called the Son of God. She said, First of all, she said, I'm a bond slave to God. Now, why did she say I was that? Because bond slaves have no choice in any matter. They serve the purposes of the one that they are under. And she said, I'm the bond slave of the Lord. In other words, and so that's his decision. He does what he will do. And then she says, I hear it in this boy who comes to Andrew and says, I've got loaves, I've got fish, you don't have no fish. A woman with a bad reputation who says, I've got, I've got an oil, I've got precious perfume, you can use this one. Here's a man who's got a donkey, he can use my information for this young girl. What does the angel tell her? Huh? Yes. Remember, Elizabeth, Aunt Elizabeth, she is with child. She who was called the barren one. That's just the opposite of being barren. That's really fertile. If you ask me, that's a miracle of fertility. For with God, 
then the angel departs. And Mary's thinking, I gotta go see Ann Lynn. So, I would guess she would tell Joseph, because they're close. Don't know where they're at. I think she doesn't tell him this. I think she tells him when she comes back. Can't prove it. So, she said, Joseph, I'll be back. She goes, and the timing is right because Elizabeth was in seclusion for five months. She's coming out of seclusion now. She would have missed her. So, she comes, and she gets to the pedestal. And Elizabeth, who has been taking in the grace of God, the lifting of reproach, just taking in the goodness of God, is shocked in her, her heart. This is my favorite passage of all of Scripture. And Elizabeth has a kick. I felt many of them. Having had six kids in the womb, I've had a chance to feel those kicks. I know what they feel like. Not from inside, not from hearing. <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth had a kick. This is the difference between John the Baptist in her womb, listen to this, was responding to Jesus. This is holy. This is beyond what we can understand in the natural. recognition of the Son of God less than a seven years long in the womb. That's it. And so she begins to prophesy about what's going on. Either God revealed it on the spot or God had been revealing something to her because she says these remarkable words. First she says, blessed are you among women. She's probably a female. Blessed are you among women. And blessed is the fruit of your womb. I know you, Sarah. You don't have to tell me. You are carrying a child. And listen to this. Why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Oh my. She had divine prophetic insight to know that When the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby leaped for joy. She is saying that John leaped for joy in the presence of Jesus. I believe that. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. You know why I think Mary got that and why she's going to get more encouragement? Because she's going to go through horrendous Elizabeth now gets praised for having a child in her own age. 
start as soon as she gets home. Because at three months, I suppose they get tiny bit, right? Little bit of swelling there. And she's almost going to get divorced from a man who loves her. But he'll do it quietly, respectfully. But for you, Jesse, and in God, to deal what the real thing is. And so he'll walk through the, the shame and the shame and the shame. It's an exchange. And then Mary just explodes in this worship and praise. This teenage girl showing that she knows the scriptures and she loves God and she was a good choice to carry the Son of God. So she receives three months of pouring out of the riches that Elizabeth had to give her. This godly, blameless woman who is filled now with the grace of God to carry the forerunner of Jesus Christ. She is pouring into this girl who is taking it in and so grateful for all that this godly woman of wealth gets to do. She was there six months, meaning she was five months. You know, she had five months. Now she has four more. Three of them are with Mary. There's one month to go. And then they have this child. And uh, tradition says he's going to be called Zacharias. Everybody knows. And so when Elizabeth says no, they turn to Zachariah. Sorry, they didn't believe her. And Zachariah will tell us the truth. And Zachariah couldn't talk. And so he motioned, give me something to write on. And he wrote, Shani Yohanan. His name means blessed. And they were shocked. But they were shocked in a good way. Old people, not babies, and uh, a strange name. Something's going on, and they were ready to celebrate. So they celebrated the birth, and the whole town celebrated. One month later, Mary and Joseph traveling ninety miles from Nazareth to. Don't know if it was donkey. It may have been a donkey. Don't know if that would have helped a lot. Uncomfortable. Overcrowded conditions. Place out back. Mary is just taking it in. Praise God for Elizabeth who gave her three months. So that she was strong enough to handle what's going on. Feeding trough. Doesn't look like the Son of God. But Mary was just honoring these things. The whole town wasn't celebrating her. They were all there for tax reasons. <laughs> Some shepherds showed up. 
Shepherds in those days were not on the high rung of the totem pole, so to speak. They were at the lower level. What's God saying? There's a message to this description. It's not the high and mighty. It's the lowly animal or the broken, the outcast, the needy, the desperate. There have been one or two or three times when God sent me down heaven for the end. At the end of the world, I suspect that God has emptied out heaven and the warrior angels with his flaming genius will come in a force that's shining in the sky. This wasn't time for that. It was time for the answer. I wonder that there's a multitude of heavenly hosts. Hosts literally means armies. This is the army of heaven. One of them could take out the U.S. Marines. One angel. So when you get a whole horde of them together, you got a lot. So I think there might have been a million. Now, why didn't everybody else hear? I do not know, and I don't care. I do know the shepherds got the word. And the shepherds came, and they rejoiced with Mary, who was taking in them, who was Two days later, they go to the Roman official. Why are they there in Bethlehem? Pay taxes. Well, they got to be there. So now they understand it's time. Here's what Joseph's name.
take a moment to ponder, to quietly as it relates to you this Christmas season, as you ponder the great mysteries of your God. Here is your Lord's great question to you. Here is your Lord's wistful question into your heart about what he has for you, what, what he wants for you, and maybe what he wants to do for you. And then after a few moments, and maybe share it with him. If there's something that you feel real clearly about what God says to you. Let's take you know, maybe five five minutes or so just to reflect. Maybe a little less, a little less when you share a little bit.
you can see out, and this is stuck, you know, and he's not going to go by the rules we put up, so hey, you just didn't go by. This is a huge thing, you know, like life changing, human changing, everything changing, and so to go with the people that are, you know, left by the book, yeah, the, the old and the young, you know. He made a statement. He yeah. made something very yeah. clear. Yeah. yeah, but it's a banquet. It was a thought just keeps coming to me, and, and um, when it, this happened several years ago. We were at a friend's house, and they have 17 kids. <coughs> they, they have 17. They're the coolest family in the world, but this one little guy, three years old, named Klein, and he was hanging around with me on the uh, picnic table. We're sitting outside, and, and we watch a plane go by and a butterfly and stuff, and he was really warming up to me, and he says, hey, when you get small, let's hang out. <laughs> and I got I got the cartoon hammer, you know, like uh, yeah. and it, and it's like when because everybody says, hey, when you get big, we'll do something. And he said, hey, when you get small, we'll hang Whoa. out. Whoa. And, and I thought, isn't that kind of like like God? You know, when you think you're so big, you know, he's not that interested in hanging out. And he kind of said that he came so small, and it's like you know we gotta be small in his presence or, or I don't know. Yeah. It's just kept yeah. Yeah. reminding me that little kid. Yeah. Just uh something. Cool. I'm gonna steal that. I'm gonna steal that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think some of us are. Yeah. And we probably won't give you credit. We might. <laughs> the first time you give credit after that it's yours. That's the rule.
just have the pot there. Brian needs it by the way. Yeah. I had the thought that it's going to be a season of uh, the greater awakening and understanding of God's love. Like, it's just going to get around. It's a great way to spend your life. Um, Amen. We are praying for that, and we've been believing for that. And it's expecting it. Feel it's imminent. I was down at the house on uh, Thursday, and they're feeling the same way and Mm. believing the same way for us. Some kind of breakthrough is going to come to you. Friday, all this this pink storm was in town for the entire past week or so. It was kind of a worry the weather. And it just, there's something about the word awaken that that is important. <coughs> it is also part of it, but I've been praying <coughs> that the word to wake up. Mm-hmm. And, and it is, it's just so powerful that it is people are going to wake up well that's very interesting because the last words that Jesus speaks are probably among the most important things that are on his mind and he told a story about some who stayed awake and some who didn't and they missed out on the party but that's a huge word in a time of divine activity. You better wake up. Like, you know what? 
with him that are just beautiful and perfectly fine. You know, you told me one time that you got beautiful women, but our job is just to kind of hug it just a little, and then it runs off to its way. <laughs> and then you kind of went into this other picture of it's beautiful. And well, it was just a house, like a regular looking house, but then like the crack on the house had started to open on top. And then when it was opening, it was a good thing because then like all these rays of light came over the top. Mm. So I feel like our job is just to touch that gift and then it can come back and do the rest. Thank you. 